You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Well, wasn't it always going to go the way that it did in the Benbow murder trial? No verdict, and we await the possibility of another go-round. Did former prison guard David Benbow murder his longtime friend Michael McGrath after he started a relationship with Benbow's former partner? No body, no weapon, no DNA, just apparently a motive. Adjunct Professor at Law at Massey University, Chris Gallivan's back with us. Chris, morning. Oh, morning, Mike. I've followed this with a great deal of interest and I'm deeply disturbed because it was, to my eye, going to end one of two ways, the way it did or a not guilty. If you don't have a body and you don't have DNA and you don't have a weapon, what do you got? No, no, you're looking at it all wrong. Sorry, Mike. Um, a lot of people, you know, the headlines always say, oh, it was just circumstantial evidence. And yeah, this is, there are some unusual things about this case. Not all, you know, it's unusual to have every major aspect of what you've got to prove has only got circumstantial evidence towards it. But, Mike, we rely on circumstantial evidence every single day. If I see you at 12 o'clock in Wellington and then categorically you're seen in Auckland at 2 o'clock, then we can draw from that circumstantial evidence, a really safe conclusion that you flew from Wellington to Auckland. So we circumstantial evidence is actually not a problem. The difficulty in this case, which you're alluding to, is that every major aspect drew on circumstantial evidence. Mm. One, was he dead? Two, was he murdered um, as opposed to just um, an accident? And three, was it this guy who actually did it? Now, there's been some cases in New Zealand that's not unusual necessarily for them um, for murder cases to be dealt with where there is no body. Um, perhaps the most famous of those is that um, is uh, Scott Watson with the Sounds murders of Ben and Olivia, of course. And yeah, there but was look a, at the problems that caused. It's still oh, going. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And these cases sit very uncomfortably with us, don't they? Because 99.9% of cases that go through, even to a defended hearing in the criminal justice system, are not CSI in Miami, Mike. They'll follow the bouncing ball. Some bloke says he hates some other guy, and all of a sudden that person disappears, and and the guy who said he who was um, spouting off is standing with a knife in his hand covered in blood. You know, so it's not actually that difficult. But there's the one percent of cases that keep us up at night. We go, do we have it right? Now, in this case, the really interesting thing was a hung jury. So that indicates that at least some in the jury room thought one way or the other. It wasn't necessarily just a categorical throw the case out. So I'm a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm not quite so perturbed as as you are. My I understand where you're coming from, but. It'll be interesting now to see whether the Crown go ahead with a second bite at the cherry. How can they if they've got nothing new? Well, because there wasn't, because there was just no decision. There's been quite a number of cases on all sorts of different charges where there's been hung juries and they go to an, another trial. Sometimes they even go to three, Mike. So um, that I don't think is a disqualifying factor that the Crown will say, yes. well, it was a hung jury, therefore we but, gave it the best we could. But Chris, the guy's at home, yeah. I'm not defending, I'm just, you know, as an observer, the guy's at home with an ankle bracelet, so he waits until May, and in May if they go again, he waits until 2025. How is that justice being seen to be done? Oh, look, you, you, you could ask that. I totally agree with you, Mike. And you could ask that question of most defendants, actually. We often ask it from the, from the perspective of um, the victim, and quite rightly. But we've got, actually, people who um, profess their innocence but have no opportunity to have their day in court for quite literally years later yeah. and are on bail in between. So, look, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Cases like this um, cause um, quite some difficulty. There, there, there is victims there, whether it's the person who apparently seems to be dead or whether it's the person who's been charged with a murder that might not have happened. Um, but justice, unfortunately, in New Zealand is a bloody slow process. Ain't that the case? Nice to talk to you, Chris. Appreciate it very much, Chris Gellivan. I thought at the very beginning when he started disagreeing with me, this was going to end in blows, but I think it worked out okay in the end, didn't it? For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.